This is Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, with your hosts, Jane Prater and Ryan Seed. Perfect Organism is the only exclusive alien podcast of its kind, with our official discussion group, the Weyland-Yutani Bulletin. Check it out. Independently targeting particle beam failings. Fry half the city with this puppy. We got tactical smart missiles, base plasma pulse rifles, RPGs. We got sonic electronic ball breakers. We got nukes. We got knives, sharp sticks. Knock it off, Hudson. All right, gear up. Was there an alien on board? Yes. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Charles, please, open up! I can't do this with anyone. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. This is uh, episode 49 or 50. We've recorded a bunch of them. Um, today we have Laura Lefko. Hopefully, I'm uh, Laurel Lefko. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, you are. And she is sort of the star of Alien Out of the Shadows audio drama. And uh, we're big fans already of her. And uh, she has delighted us to come on the show today. So thank you for coming on. Sure. Delighted. Yeah, thank you, Laurel, so much. Um, yeah, and for anyone who's listening, she's uh, you know she's an award-winning actress, voiceover artist. She's has a very diverse resume of films, television, stage work, audiobooks, and of course audio dramas. And I'm sure many of our listeners have listened to Out of the Shadows, as have I, and I really enjoyed it, and um, particularly really enjoyed your portrayal of Ripley in it. Um, and just thought you did a wonderful job. And I just kind of wanted to start off with, you know, how did you, how'd you end up getting the role as Ripley in Out of the Shadows? So I um, have worked with the director, and I just wanted to ask you what you thought of Dirk Mag's production of, you know, the entire audible drama. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I just, I loved it. I thought it was really well produced. I know he's doing... Um, he did uh, Alien. Um, what's there's the new one coming out? Is it River 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 of Pain? Pain? Yeah, yes. River Pain's coming yes. out uh, tomorrow, actually, I believe. So yeah. I'm definitely gonna get that. I just thought, yeah, just everything the the whole the sound quality, all the acting, um, everything was just uh, top notch. So mm. I really enjoyed. Yeah, because uh, you guys would know, you know, you'd spot a spot a false, uh, you know, effect or. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, right, he's, right. He's a genius. I mean, he. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked with him probably three or four times, okay. and the first time on a a, a book called Voyage, which yeah. is about a female astronaut. You might know it going to Mars. Okay. Yeah. And it's a fantastic uh, book and a really great audio drama. So I've worked with him about three times, and then he said, "How'd you like to do Ripley for this?" Um, okay. Yeah. And the interesting thing was, it never occurred to me that uh, I should be doing an exact match. 
And it was only as like a day before that I thought, oh, I, I really should listen to a little bit of Sigourney Weaver and see what she sounds like. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I did, and I thought, okay, she has that amazing delivery that is so famous. Yeah, that yeah. Really flat, kind of monotone. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, that yeah. works. It's so interesting on film. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I started to do that, and it worked, but I really had no intention of doing um, some kind of, you know, a perfect imitation. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's almost as though, oh, we could think it's so spooky, like some kind of alien <laughs> took me over. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I really just sort of got into this mode and didn't yeah. think about it. If I thought about it a lot and thought about the responsibility of it, uh, mm -hmm. I think I would have freaked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well like, even naturally, you sound very much. I, I I feel like naturally you sound like Sigourney, just very like, just very um, you know, just mature, very like well educated, very mm. you know, to your to your voice, to the way you deliver. It just uh, it's it's great. I think um, I think it's almost probably. I would figure it almost just came natural in a way. You know, just. Um, but uh, but yeah, you you sounded just awesome, and in the in the audio drama, and yeah. So it thank was, you, because it's it you know crazy. it's not just like when you when you start to do it. Of course, you're also acting. So mm -hmm. um, there's a difference probably between people who are really good mimics and make a career yeah. out of you know you know, and that doesn't mean they're good actors. Right. Yeah. They're good mimics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and so I'm an actor. I'm not a mimic. I, you know, right. I said, oh, do, uh, I don't know, Tina Fey. I would go, I, I can't. <laughs> I'm not a mimic. Yeah, yeah. Um, just so, try for us right now. No, yeah, kidding. just try. See, I can't even think of how she <laughs> yeah. does. I, I could, I could probably do Sigourney again for you, but it's almost like you kind of channel it and then you're just there. So, right. Yeah. Well, we had to do a lot. Oh yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just thinking like, um, like, like you said, it's, it's, you weren't mimicking. You were you were inhabiting a character. So this isn't. Oh, I'm being this this celebrity Ripley, Ellen Ripley. I'm being the character of Ellen Ripley, and she has a whole history. So I, right. that that makes total sense. Um, my question for you, though, how just kind of a, a, a behind the scenes question. How did you how do you guys do that? How do you how does that set up? Like, are you in a studio with other people? Are you doing this remotely? So, good question. Um, there's a long history, obviously, in, in this country, because I live in London and I've lived here for a long time, of yeah. radio drama. So, uh, the BBC still does it uh, the way it always has, which is wonderful. So, you're in a studio, uh, you're around a mic, they don't put the sound effects in, you have somebody, this is, I'm going slightly off key, just to... Oh, yeah. To, um, so traditional radio dramas, you actually have someone behind you like rattling cups of tea and <laughs> pulling out chairs for you and closing doors huh. oh, uh, okay. and, um, and things like that. But so Dirk, for this one, he decided that he would just keep the mics open. So I think we had about five or six mics in, in the studio. Mm -hmm. And uh, unusually, the act, most of us just stayed in there all day if we had scenes. Obviously, if we didn't, we were just... Uh, you know, um, taking up space, but right. otherwise the mics were all open and he just let it go. So almost like a play, we just were able to go for pages at a time. 
it was really interesting. And then he would stop us and maybe go, can you go back, go back uh, a page? And then we'd do that again. And that's really mm -hmm. unusual. Yeah. Uh, and so I think you got a really nice sense of flow with that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt atmospheric. And I mean, really, and I've loved audio drama since I was a kid. I've been listening to like old radio shows like Lights Out, um, The Whistler, um, all those shows since I was a kid. I'm, I'm 41. Oh, so, brilliant. Um, I, yeah. I loved radio dramas. In fact, our podcast is producing its own radio drama set in mm -hmm. the alien universe, um, hopefully by the summer. But I've always loved oh. them. And I love that your, your, your ears and your mind are creating this world that you're hearing. Um, it's like, it's really like reading a book. Um, so yeah. you guys did a beautiful job of it. Well, I, I love that you say that, I think, and I don't you think it's interesting that all things audio are um, having such a resurgence at the moment? Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, with podcasts and audio books and audio dramas, I, I yeah. just love it. I think it's wonderful uh, that, that people are listening again, you mm -hmm. know, because it is such an incredible medium. I mean, living here in, in London, the BBC produces a play a day on radio. Wow. You know, that's a lot of output. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just, and you know, you might be doing something, you're driving and you suddenly realize, I can't get out of the car until that radio <laughs> yeah. plays over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I love it. I think it's an absolutely amazing medium and I'm, I'm glad you guys mm -hmm. appreciated it too. And it's just aliens in a totally, in a different form. And I'm so glad you felt it worked. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and is, did you, uh, that was one, actually another question um, about, you know, voice acting. Was that um, something you were interested in early on when you wanted to get into acting? Or was that kind of came later? Um, or it Actually, yeah. it's one of those side sort of sidebars of acting that when you go to drama school or you go to university mm -hmm. to train, nobody really trains you for it. Oh, okay. And, um, so I didn't have any training. I think I, I went to university and then I came to London and went to drama school and we had like one day of radio oh. drama uh, training and that was it. And so if you're lucky enough and you get into into radio drama in this country, that's where you learn on the job. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, I mean there are, there are just funny things that you do when you're starting out and you have no idea. You know, like when someone's behind you rattling a cup of tea and you're trying to right. get it from them. <laughs> they have to go, that, that's my job. Yeah, right. I'm taking my job. Um, and how to yeah. eat, you know, silly things. Like they only ever give you banana to eat because it's easy and doesn't make too much noise. Oh, okay. And, um, <laughs> when, you do your, when you do your drama, if you make anyone eat, give them banana. <laughs> yeah. huh. that's so great that's hilarious yeah and yeah it's just you know then they have like spools of tape for gravel and uh just things that i what i love is that it, it just hasn't really changed but dirk mm -hmm. for this obviously put the sound all the effects on afterwards oh right yeah so that yeah. was slightly different yeah i don't mm -hmm. i don't there were no effects that we would have done in the studio except for so like difficult. running you know and going <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. can I ask you um, how we all have like I and I, Ryan and I, of course, we host this show. We've been we've hosted a few, a spate of few uh, lately. But I see my, my in terms of Ripley. For me, she's this kind of 
character where I, I feel like she's my sci-fi mom, and I have a very mm-hmm. specific understanding of her. Um, how do you understand her? How did you approach her? Like, what did what do you what did you kind of draw in your? Did you do any research, or were you just like, hey, I'm just going to go into this and bring my own my own yeah. set of ideas about who I think she is? That is a good question because when you say that now, I think, God, I really should have done lots of research. <laughs> but um, again, I think it's better that I didn't. So. Mm. Like probably everyone has their story of when they first saw Alien. Yeah. Um, right. And yeah. I just because I, I knew I was going to do this podcast, I started thinking, when did I see it? And I remember I was, you know, really young, and my friend and I just started. We turned on the TV and thought, oh, what's on? And it had already started, and we started watching. And we were alone in the house, and we watched the whole thing. And then we literally followed each other around for the rest of the night. <laughs> so if one went, you know, after the bathroom, we'd be like, oh, I'm coming too. <laughs> And uh, so, and but that was, I have to admit, aside from seeing Prometheus, I haven't seen any of the others. I haven't even seen Aliens. Wow. Interesting. That's my big admission. Okay. And, but so what I thought was rather than immerse myself, and like I said, freak myself out about, oh, how mm-hmm. am I going to, I just listened to a couple of, of um, clips that I found online. Yeah. And That's just... Good. Yeah, so I just think it's a weird. I think it's Dirk who heard heard something. He's so brilliant at you know casting. Mm-hmm. He he heard it in my voice. Yeah. I, I would never have heard it. Yeah. So he yeah. he did. Yeah. So was it your decision then to say, "Hey, I want to sound a little bit more like her," or was it his? Or you just say, "Let me just try this." He never put any pressure. Interesting. In that. Yeah, so I think he just thought Laurel's going to do what she does. Mm-hmm. And he did say to me, I'm not asking for a, a sound like Ripley. I just want you because I, you know, I, I want to cast you. Yeah. So it was never discussed, like, go home and, and you better come back with, with this amazing <laughs> sound-alike performance. So <laughs> it really is him going, no, I know she can do it. It's not interesting, yeah. So he never even sort of said please sound as much like Ripley as you can. Yeah. And he didn't give you any, like, um, any other details, like, we kind of want this for the character. I mean, you were just given, like, pretty much full freedom to... Yeah. To okay. Wow, that's that's awesome. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I, I was. And, um, yeah. and then he just... Yeah, he never said, you know, she's slower here, or she's more monotone, or you need to yeah. start doing this. He just let me... Totally trusted me and just let me do it. And then it was weird. It was listening to that one sound clip. And I would just sort of go back and hear that in my head sometimes just to get Mm -hmm. my reference. Yeah. And then then go back. Yeah. And if sometimes I thought, oh, I didn't quite hit it, I would say, can I try that again? Can I do that again? Right. Yeah. Um, And then I did a little bit with Rutger Hauer one morning. Oh, right. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. How did you guys feel that worked, having him... Um, instead of Ian home. I thought I, I thought it was great. Um, you know, we're we're both, you know, big fans. Jamie's especially a huge fan of Blade Runner and obviously mm. that's kinda where um Ricker Hauer um came came well known for and he uh I thought he did a really good job. Um and uh, it was it was different hearing someone else's voice as Ash. Um mm. I thought uh and I guess um, another person we know um, who runs a different site, ABP Galaxy, mentioned that I guess they 
they tried to get Ian home, but he wasn't feeling well, or he was going through some illness. Um, yeah. They got they got Rutger, and I thought he did an excellent job. He was very cold and very um, creepy, and I thought mm -hmm. that's, that was pretty pretty much perfect for Ash. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I loved the link. I thought the kind of the sci-fi link was quite clever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally, totally. Totally. I got that right away. Where it's Rutger Hauer playing another android. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. And I loved that aspect of it more than I probably loved um, uh, how it translated. But it doesn't really mm -hmm. matter. I mean, I think the show worked uh, as a whole really, really well. Um, and I think it, it for me as a diehard fan, it's, it's hard to hear another voice being Ash. But that's okay. It, it still yeah. really, it still worked really well, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought like, oh, second best option, because what do you do if you don't get Ian home? Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah tough one. Um, I my next question is, well, well, was Rutger Hauer with you as well in the in the studio? No, so he did his stuff separately, okay. which was oh. probably uh, a good idea, um, because he had quite a lot of he had quite you know. Actually, he didn't have that. I don't know how much he he did, but but uh, Dirk worked worked with him separately, which was which worked really well, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just had one. I just had a couple of hours with him. Okay. Um, and I know you also had. Uh, his I know his last name. I think it's Lewis. He was in the Harry Potter films. Matthew um, Lewis. Matthew yeah. Lewis, who I love, uh, who was kind of the Hudson who is from Aliens, he was a little bit like the Hudson character from the film and a little bit comic relief, kind of freaking out a bit. Um, totally. Which I loved, and I thought it was a great, um, it, it was a great addition, and it was kind of a nice homage. And of course, mm. you know, and I was thinking back to what you are saying, like, hey, I've only seen Alien, and then I've seen Prometheus. But also, I think that that serves you because you're playing the Ripley from Alien. You're not playing the Ripley from Aliens. Um, so it might have, yeah. you might not have, you don't need that history yet because you don't have that history yet. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I, it works out really well. Um, and I, I, I've just in your performance and in the way that she's written, um, she sounds like this woman who's kind of literally and, uh, and I, I say psychologically, perhaps caught in the middle. You're in the middle between, mm. you're in between mm -hmm. films and you're telling this other story after you've had a horror story. Um, you know, the, with the first film. So I, I just, I think it worked. It, it's kind of like uh, serendipity. It all worked out. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And again, without having too much info, um, all I did was just listen to some of the iconic stuff from Alien. I just thought that's the most famous. So I'm going to use that as my reference point to keep going back to it vocally. Yeah. Uh, which is what I did. And I think you're right. If Again, you know, when you if, if I had too much and, uh, had grown up with all the movies, I think it would have felt like a daunting thing mm -hmm. to tackle. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, um will you play yeah, her again? Uh, will I play her again? Yeah. Would you? Oh, I have. So I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything oh. about oh, okay. River of Pain. Oh, oh, I know I this detail. But I, yeah, didn't, I, don't know I didn't know she was in River of Pain. <laughs> I don't know too much yeah, about that. Yeah, they've managed to put her. She's not not very much, but a little bit. Interesting. And that's a Fox thing, too, based off what Tim Levin was telling us, that Fox has been the one to, like, no, bring her back. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so oh, that's, good. That, that's great. Well, I look forward to hearing you again as Ripley. That'll be great.
Yeah. Oh, thanks. I, it was funny because this time when we went in to record, I thought, oh, no, now there's an expectation. It's like a second album. So hopefully it still sounds like her because yeah. I, I did love it. I love doing it. She's just such a, an amazing female character. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's she's no an, one else like her. There isn't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think she's an amazing female character. She's an amazing character. Period. Um, yeah. I think she's one of the best written characters of all time, man or really male, male or female. That's yeah. interesting to hear that from. Oh wow. Okay, that's really interesting. Um, it, yeah. it, it's what's also fascinating about her as a character, and I think it also uh, is she. You know, this fandom, this alien fandom, is largely made up of men. Um, there are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we're in a big, the largest group on uh, social media. It's like called the Whalen Utani Bulletin. Um, it's over six thousand members. Um, most of them are men, but there's a lot of women in there too. Um, but it's interesting that you see all these men um, kind of rally around Ripley. There's never a mention of her gender once. She's written that well. Oh. Yeah, no yeah. one mentions her gender. And Vasquez from Aliens, I know you haven't seen it. Um, they just think, oh, she's amazing. She's awesome. And there's not even like a she. They just refer to who is Ripley, and she's awesome, and people love her. And there's no gender. There's no gender discussion yeah. with her, which I think right. is fascinating. That's really, really interesting, and I love that. It's so refreshing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to think about that. That's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely agree with Jamie. I think Ripley is just an amazing character and you, you just did an excellent job of, uh, portraying her. And, um, I did want to ask, uh, you know what, I guess, you know, you've seen alien Prometheus and has seen some of the response to out of the shadows. And I think people really enjoyed it. Um, what do you think's, you know, what makes this series so appealing, do you think? Why do you think so many people love the, the Alien series? Um, um, I, I think part of it is simply uh, Ripley. Yeah. There's just, it's mm-hmm. just so different. But don't you think, I mean, I can only say from Alien, the mm-hmm. first one, and I know people love Aliens, and I, yeah. I, I've told you that I'm friends with a few of the people who were right. in it, so mm-hmm. I really should see it. Um <laughs> And uh, I know people love that too. So I think it must be the characters because you can have a story, but not care about characters and people seem to love the characters. So would you agree that that's Uh a massive part of it? Yeah, I think, I think Jamie and I would be completely on board with that because I think almost every show that's uh, almost every podcast, you know, at some point we're, we're talking about how important great characters are to this series, um, and we thought, uh, you know, with Prometheus, we thought that was lacking, and we're really hoping, and from what we've seen with the new film Covenant coming out, I'm not sure, you, you probably heard about it, um, sure. but, uh, you know, just from what we've seen and heard, there's a lot of, um, there's just a lot of hope that the, the characters have been really well written again this time, and that's because that's what made the great films in the series great, is these mm-hmm. characters that are so believable and you can relate to and that you can, you can feel for and uh, especially Ripley. I mean, just, mm. you know, once again, one of the best written characters ever. Um, so yeah, we're, yeah, I know we're completely on board with you with that for sure. So 
And yeah. can I, you guys, if you have, uh, if you were to recommend one for someone like me who hasn't seen enough of them, which one would you recommend I see next? Um, I would say definitely see Aliens, and then, um, and then I would say uh, you know definitely Alien Three, and if you can get the assembly cut of Alien Three, um, I would probably recommend that over the theatrical version, um, and then. Uh, just, you know, if you ever see a copy of Alien Resurrection, just drop in the trash. You don't need to see it. <laughs> so. um, thank you. Good, good, good tips. <laughs> or if I just see one that anyone has at their house. Just right, just drop theirs in the trash. <laughs> yeah, right. you, guys don't, you guys don't need this. We're getting ready. <laughs> I, would, I would say okay. my, my recommendation would be Alien 3 over Aliens first. And I, I, I think mm. uh, the only reason i mean i i i love aliens i mean i my first exposure was to aliens and then it was to alien and then it was alien 3 but there's something mm -hmm. about ripley's character but it also has a lot to do with where when i met her again at an in, in alien 3 at the time of my life i was 16 there was mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on so i could identify with her a little bit more but i feel like in terms of her character and who she is um there's so much it's her best performance of ripley ever um, oh wow! It is okay. just hands down. There's just she's lost everything. Um, she's kind of on this desolate prison planet, um, and uh, yeah, there's just you see it in her face. You see it in the way she's acting. Uh, it's mm. it's it's a very profound and powerful performance. Um, mm -hmm. But it's my next favorite film after Alien. Um, and then I, love, okay. I do I love Aliens. But uh, um, back to one of your you said you you mentioned that you were friends with some of the people who were in Aliens. Who are they? <laughs> so yeah, so I've, um, I work a lot with my voice gets matched a lot with uh, Bill Hope, William okay. Hope. Yeah. Uh, so we've done a lot of work together, and he's a great guy. He lives not far uh, from me in London. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and um, and I didn't even realize how sort of well known he was for that until I went into a studio, and the engineer went, um, "Guess what? Bill Hope's coming in after you." And I just wanted to talk about Bill Hope. Has he relayed any? Has he? Sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to ask if he had relayed any stories about. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Again, serendipity, where you know this this man who's well known, and then you end up playing Ripley, who he's also played with in a film. Yeah. Yes, exactly, and just you know, know him as as my friend and not uh, yeah. that guy. But um, no, he hasn't. The one who uh, so I'm also good friends with Mac McDonald, and I mm -hmm. don't know. Someone told me because I was telling someone I was going to do this podcast. Who's a big fan, and he um, said, "Oh, do you think they might want a British fan to come on the podcast and just talk about my experiences?" Available. <laughs> <laughs> he was all excited, and he said. <laughs> Um, I think he said Mac is in the director's cut and not in the theatrical cut. Who did he play? Okay. And I don't know. So if you, I, you know, if you go on IMDb, you'll you'll find out which one he was in. Oh, I bet he played one of the guys in the uh, Hadley's Hope in the, um, you know, talking about the you know grid reference, all all that. I'm, think, I'm thinking. That's oh, it could be because of course he's in um, he's in uh, Out of the Shadows. He plays. Oh, okay. With his southern accent, and I'm sorry, I can't remember his southern accent. Oh night. yes, he's walking he's down. He's walking down the corridor, uh, Ryan, in, initially with Lidecker. He's not Lidecker, but he's the other guy, and they're talking about getting a message from the company. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I see his photo right, right now. I just did a little search. That's awesome. Great. 
Yeah, so they're 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 really great guys, and uh, I really should ask them for some stories. Mac, you know, Mac has great stories. I bet. So oh. can, yeah, see if you can you can get him on and tell you some. Yeah. Ways. Yeah. That'd be awesome. He's a good storyteller. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that. I don't know if there's anything else. Well, do you have anything else, Ryan? Um. Let's see. Oh yeah, I was going to ask. Um, where are some of your current and you know future projects you're you're going to be working on? Oh yeah, so uh, I just did um, a movie called Entebbe, which, okay. with Daniel Bruhl and uh, Rosamund Pike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh nice. Yeah. yeah, about the you know if you remember in nineteen seventy six it was a, a terrorist hijacking of uh, an Air France plane. So we just did that with the oh, director okay. of Narcos. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so that's good, and I'm about to shoot a TV show called The Alienist, uh, which is based uh-huh. on a book uh, by Caleb Carr. Yeah. That's so fantastic. So that's what I'm doing. And some more, lots more radio drama. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, but continue listening to, to podcasts and audio. It's great. Well, yeah. For sure, for sure. And thank you so much again for coming on our show. Really, it is an honor. It really is. Like, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I consider the character that you played uh, someone who is so important to my life and who I've become. So uh, it's it's great to meet someone who really honored that in their performance and uh, in execution. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you. That really yeah. means a lot to me. That that was That's the best I could have hoped for. So mm-hmm. thank you. That Absolutely. really is. Absolutely. Yeah. And I echo that. Yeah, it, it was truly just just wonderful. Really, just amazingly well done. I just uh, thank you so much for that. And I'll definitely be uh, definitely be you know, checking out you know the your other work and also obviously River Pain. Looking forward to hearing you again there. And uh, yeah, so but thank you so much again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. So. Oh, it's yeah. a pleasure. And uh, if we have your seal of approval, then we did something good. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Laurel. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Laurel. Pleasure. Pleasure. Have a great, uh, yeah. great rest of your day. You too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You too. Thank you. Thanks Appreciate again. It. Bye. Bye. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Captain Dallas, I'm dead. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo, signing off. <laughs>